It's so important for us as Christians to always speak God's words because angels listen to and obey God's words. Psalms 103, Part 9. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or social media or brothersoftheword.com or some other outlet, however you're finding us. We're happy to have you. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. I would like to share just a little humor a blonde was speeding in a 35-mile-per-hour zone when a local police officer pulled her over and walked up to the car. And the female officer also happened to be a blonde, and she asked for the blonde's driver's license. And the blonde driver, she searched frantically in her purse for a while and finally said to the blonde policewoman, What does a driver's license look like? Irritated, the blonde cop said, you silly woman, it's rectangular with your picture on it. The blonde driver frantically searched her purse again and found a small rectangular mirror down at the bottom of her purse. She held it up to her face and said, aha, this must be my driver's license and handed it to the blonde policewoman. The blonde cop looked in the mirror handed it back to the driver and said, you're free to go. If I had known you were a police officer too, we could have avoided all of this. <laughs> Clayton loaned me that joke. <laughs> oh, well, we are concluding the final part of, I think this is part nine of Psalms 103. Man, we've been having fun learning God's word and sort of just renewing our mind to the wonderful benefits contained in Psalms 103. So we come down to the final portion. There's one final portion I wanted to share and talk about. And that is verse 20, Psalms 103, verse 20. And here the... Holy Spirit, through the psalmist, he highlights something that I think he wants to bring our attention to, something he wants to remind us of. It's a wonderful benefit of salvation. In fact, the book of Hebrews says, don't neglect so great salvation. This is actually a part of our salvation. It's included. And it's in Psalms 103, verse 20. And it reads, it says, bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Verse 21, bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. And so here the Holy Spirit highlights the ministry of angels, the ministry of Angels, the ministry of angels, and it's something that we are to be reminded of. It's a part of our salvation. As a part of our salvation, you'll find preservation and deliverance. So salvation is not merely your sins being 
forgiven and you going to heaven, it includes a host of things. When you really look at the Greek word soteria, you look at another word. I can't remember if this is the Hebrew or the Greek, but sozo. But those words, salvation, they include a whole host of things. But some of the things included are our deliverance, our preservation, protection from danger. And so Hebrews remind us, don't neglect so great salvation. This salvation is greater than we have even comprehended ourselves. Well, the ministry of angels is a part of our salvation and part of our salvation, the ministry of angels working on our behalf. You know, there are different types of angels. They have different ranks. They have different varieties. We know in scripture that some are archangels like Michael, Gabriel. We know that there are seraphim. We see these over in the book of Isaiah. They have six wings, two covering their feet two covering their faces and with two they fly away saying holy, holy, holy. Then we also know that there are cherubim. Uh, Satan himself was called the anointed cherub. And so these are beautiful creatures and I think these are the most beautiful of all the different ones. Cherubs are so beautiful. The scripture talks about how they are covered in beautiful precious stones. And even Satan himself in his angelic form, when he was an angel, he even had instrumentation built in him. So he was a beautiful creature. And that's what got him in trouble because he was so beautiful. It went to his head and he wanted to be God. (laughs) But anyway, there are different ranks. There are different types of angels. There are also different manifestations of angels. You can you can sometimes have a manifestation of an angel in its glorified form. And that's normally when these angels are, you know, they're like seven, eight feet tall and they're radiating, you know, glistening like the sun. And, and so that's their glorified state. So sometimes they appear in their glorified state. And that's why most times when they appear like that, the first thing they have to say is fear not because it's such an awesome presence. It's such an awesome presence. <laughs> you'll find when Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, man, when those angels showed up, the guards fainted. <laughs> so these are some powerful creatures. These are powerful beings in their full glory when they appear like that. And then there are other times they appear like humans. So they appear in human form, and we see quite a bit of that during the scripture. And that's why the scripture says, you know, be careful how you treat People, because you never know when you're entertaining an angel unaware. And so, so they can appear looking just like us in human form. Um, I remember my mother, she said that one day she was at church. This is when we were at our, the church we grew up in, Wheat Street Baptist Church. She said she was in church one day and a man said to her, he said, what are you doing in the church? And she said, that man disappeared and she never saw him again. But that question that was asked her, motivated and stimulated her to start serving in the church, start serving in the ministry. My mother went on to do some wonderful things in that ministry, but it all came. She believed there was an angel who just slipped in and asked that question and slipped away and it changed her course of ministry forever. And so they can come in different forms, different ranks, different style. I want to just share some of the ministry of angels. Also angels 
you know, most commonly, as we know it, angels are invisible. And so there's a spiritual realm that sits on top of this physical realm that we can see and feel and touch. There's an invisible realm that sits right on top of us. And even though we can't see it with the naked eye, it's more real than this realm that we can see. And so there are angels in here right now. Their angels are in here right now. In fact, one may be sitting right next to you. <laughs> sure, they're in here right now. They are in here right now. How do I know that? I know that because the Bible tells me that. So the angels are in here right now, so we can't see them. You remember Elisha the prophet when one of the armies came and they were in danger. And little Gehazi, his servant, was just, he was fearful. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. The Lord opened Gehazi's eyes and there were chariots of fire all around the mountain. Those were angels there. And so the Lord allowed him to see the angelic forces that were there present. And so even though we can't see them with our physical eyes, they are there. They are, they are sitting right on top of this physical realm that we can see in the spiritual realm that sits right. I mean, it runs concurrent. It's right on top of us. If only you could see it. Man, but it sits right on top of us. And so they're real, they're present, they're here. So it's a very fascinating, wonderful part of our salvation. I want to just share some of the ministry of angels. Angels exist to bless God in worship. And so you will see angels in heaven crying, holy, 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 holy. And so they're surrounding the throne. Heaven is filled with worship. So the angels created to worship. So they worship God. Also, as we see here in Psalms 103, verse 20, they do his commandments. So they do whatever God tells them to do in heaven and also his commandments on earth. Whenever he assigns them to do, gives them an assignment to carry out a purpose or something in the earth, they act at his bidding. So they act at his bidding. They do his commandments. And then here's another ministry of angels. They minister to us and they minister for us. Hebrews lets us know. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So angels minister to us and they minister for us. And so they actually assist us in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as we are ministering, carrying out the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth, angels have been assigned to assist us, to carry out the ministry. So they help us. That's why I know they're in here right now, because we're spreading this gospel all around the world. So angels are here to assist us. They're here to help us. They are here to assist us. Not only do they assist us in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, but they also assist us in other things. They assist us even in our personal lives where we, when we need assistance. A.B., if you have that video ready, you can play this. this is a- by, by the way, before we get to the third form, yes. tell me about Edna speaking oh, of Edna. disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> this is an amazing story. Edna was a wonderful woman. She was in her 70s, and she volunteered a year and a half of her time to travel with us to help take care of her children because we were on the road all the time. And one night she was driving, and she was, you know, alone, and she had prayed for protection, but she had a flat tire, 
and she was sitting beside the road. No one was stopping. And she said, Lord, please send me the help I need. And within seconds, an old rusty pickup truck said she couldn't even believe it was moving. She pulled up and this very handsome blonde, uh, he had on blue jeans and a t-shirt and these brilliant blue eyes and a smile, she said, that just knocked you out. And he came over and he never talked to her. He just got down and started changing the tire. And Edna kept looking at him because she just knew that you know, there was something special. And she kept saying, I know who you are. And he would look up and smile at her. And then when they finished, she tried to get him to talk and he wouldn't, but he got back in his truck, which was parked right behind her car. And just for effect, the truck and the man disappeared. Just she was like looking at the truck she was and looking it just, at it. I mean, there was nowhere it could go. Nowhere it could go. It just vanished. And since Edna had that experience, I probably have 20, 25 stories of that angel in an old rusty pickup truck that had been turned into me. So he's around. <laughs> well, that sounds so exciting to me. Now tell me. Praise God. So we see that angels not only assist us in the ministry, they can assist us if we have a flat tire. <laughs> so they assist us in our personal lives. I read a testimony of a lady. She was stranded in another country. She couldn't get out. She said, all of a sudden, a gentleman in a trench coat, he said, follow me. He got her proper paperwork, led her right to the bus, got her to exactly what she needed to do. She was able to get out of the country, and she said she looked back to thank him, and he was gone. She believed there was an angel there. So angels even help us, even in our personal lives, but they are primarily sent to assist us in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they minister for us. They also minister to us. Jesus, after he was in the wilderness, after fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, being tempted by the devil, the Bible says angels came and ministered to him. So they ministered strength to him. And so angels came and ministered. So they ministered to us. They minister for us. Angels are also involved in the healing ministry. We know in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, the angel went down at a certain season. He troubled the water, and the first one in got healed. So they were involved in the healing ministry. And as I mentioned, they ministered strength back to Christ Jesus. And so they ministered to us, and so they're involved in the healing ministry. Angels also, as another function of angels, the word angel actually, in the Greek, it actually comes from the word Angelo, Angelos, from Angelo, which means to deliver a message, to deliver a message, hence a messenger. So angels are heavenly messengers. They are heavenly, heavenly messengers. And so throughout scripture, you will see them showing up to deliver a message. Remember, they showed up to Mary and said, you're going to have a son. (laughs) So they always show up. They'll have a message. I begin to see something I had never noticed, but they also show up with a very encouraging message. They showed up to Gideon. Remember Gideon was a coward? Angel came along and said, Hey Gideon, you mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. And so it was a word of encouragement. It spoke courage 
in favor into Gideon. I love that. In the same way he did Mary, the angel said, you're highly blessed and favored of the Lord. And so I love the way that the message they deliver is an encouraging message that builds us and lifts us. And so God has sent a message. So angels are heavenly messengers. They're heavenly assistants, heavenly messengers. That was one time, one Saturday, I was preaching that Sunday, and I was preparing one day at home that Saturday, and I had two messages. I didn't know which one to preach. I had one message called Out on a Limb. I had another message. I forgot the name of that one, but I had two messages, and I was kind of torn because I didn't know which one to preach. And I said, Lord, show me which one you want me to preach tomorrow. Well, maybe about an hour later, I took a stroll out to my mailbox to get the mail. And when I opened the mail, there was a business card on my mail. And when I pulled the business card and looked out, it had in big letters across the top of the card, it says, out on a limb. I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> and I immediately thought, I said, man, an angel must have put places here or been involved. So I was looking up and down the street. <laughs> I was like, who put this car? I mean, I had literally asked the God, do I preach out on a limb or do I preach this other? And there in the card, big green letters. And I still have that card today on my desk just as a reminder. It serves as a reminder to me that God knows your address. That God has sent you a message. That God is interested in your life. That God works on your behalf. He ministers to you and for you through his angelic host. Man, isn't that awesome? Man, that is awesome. That's awesome. Hebrews 1.4 again. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? And so they are heavenly assistants sent from God to earth to execute his purposes and to make them known to us. So they will reveal God's purpose to us. They deliver a message to us. And we find that angels also, of course, the most commonly known function of angels that we know is that they deliver us and they protect us. They deliver us and protect us. You remember Peter in the book of Acts? He was in prison. Well, angels showed up. Angels showed up while everybody was asleep. And he kind of kicked Peter in the side, woke him up. He said, let's go. (laughs) And, And so the doors were open. He rescued Peter out of prison. He rescued Daniel out of the lion's den. Daniel said, he said, I'm good, O king. He said, the angel of the Lord came and shut these lions' mouth, and I slept like a baby last night. <laughs> and so they deliver us. They, they uh, protect us. They deliver us. I remember one of our good members, Larry Cody, he told me, and he had such an intensity when he told me this. He said, but one night I was I can't remember if he was on the way to work or leaving work, but he's, it was about three or four in the morning. But he said two young men were approaching him. And he said he knew instinctively that they were going to rob him or try to do him harm. And he said he just, you know, pleaded the blood of Jesus. And he said as they passed him, he said when they got about 100 yards past him, they turned around and shouted, what is that in your hand? And Larry said he believed that God showed them something, that an angel or something put something in his hand and it made it visible to those guys where they knew not to bother him. (laughs) Man, that gives a new meaning to the question, what is that in your hand? (laughs) Oh, so angels protect us. They protect us. 
I love this. Let me share this little. I love this story, this account. This was actually in uh, Billy Graham's book. He has a book on angels. He shares this account. He says a missionary, John Patton, who ministered in the New Hebrides Islands. One evening, John and his wife were surrounded by hostile natives who were intent on burning the Patton's hut and killing the missionaries. John Patton says he and his wife spent a terror-filled evening desperately praying for God's supernatural deliverance. When daylight came, John says they looked out the window and mysteriously the hostile natives had disappeared. About a year later, the chief of that tribe who had come to do them harm was converted to Christ. He came to Christ. And John Patton remembered what had happened that evening. He asked the chief, he said, why didn't you all attack us that night? And the chief seemed surprised and he said it was because of the men who were surrounding the hut. Perplexed, John said, there were no men surrounding our hut. The chief insisted. He said, oh, yes, there were. We saw hundreds of men in bright, shining garments standing before your hut with swords drawn, ready to protect you. And we didn't dare invade. John Patton said at that moment, he began to understand the delivering, protecting power of angels. And the chief agreed that there was no other possible explanation. And so angels are given for our protection. They are given for our protection. And so that's why Psalms 91 is so vitally powerful because it also reinforces the ministry of angels that he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways that no harm or no disease or calamity or plague or accident will come near our dwelling for he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. We even get the imagery there early in Psalms 91. It says that he covers me with his feathers and under his wings will I trust. There's a picture there, the angels, the ministry of angels there. He covers us with his feathers and under his wings shall we trust. And so that's the picture there of God's protection through angels there. All in Psalms 91. And so I just love that. I love that we have that wonderful protection. This is all a part of our great salvation. This is all a part of our great salvation is that we have heavenly messengers, heavenly assistants who are sent to minister for us, to us, to protect us, to deliver us, to share a message with us, to help us. And so we have wonderful, wonderful protection. I like to call angels CIA. They are covenant enforcing agents. Well, I know enforcing begins with the E, but that doesn't sound right to say C-E-A. <laughs> so we're spelling enforcing with the I. <laughs> covenant enforcing agents. That's who angels are. They're covenant enforcing agents. Agents, covenant enforcing agents. And so those are some of the uh, ministries of angels. Angels also, they do warfare. They do warfare. You will find some warring. They do spiritual warfare. They war on our behalf. They do spiritual warfare. So you'll find that also as a ministry of angels. And then here's something that Billy Graham noted. He said he noticed in Psalm 91 that it uses angels in plural. And so he believes that 
each believer has more than one, so you have at least two since it's plural. It gives his angels, plural, charge over you that every believer has at least two angels. There was another mathematician who did the math on it. There's a scripture, there's a scripture in the Bible that actually numbers the angels, and it says the number of angels, this is actually in the book of Revelations, chapter 5, verse 11, but it says the number of angels was 10,000 times 10,000s and thousands of thousands. And so there was a mathematician who took that and did the translation and did the math, and he came up with the number of angels, and he said, if you take everybody on earth and then you just remove the non-Christians and just take the Christians, he said that would equate to 20,000 angels per Christian. That's how many we have. Remember, Jesus himself said, he says, don't you know, he said, you're not taking my life, I'm laying it down. Don't you know I could presently call 12 legions of angels to rescue me? A legion is 6,000, 72,000 angels. Jesus said, I can command 72,000 angels right now, so you're not taking my life, I'm laying it down. And so I love this mathematician, but he said, uh, just based on the math, if you just did it for Christians, we would have 20,000 angels each. That's enough to keep you safe. (laughs) Listen to this scripture. This is in Matthew chapter, and this is actually Jesus speaking here. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. He says, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven, their angels, plural, do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. Heaven, And so there we see it again that uh, Jesus warned. He said, listen, don't bother one of my little ones. They have angels on call. They have angels on duty. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And then the final function that we see with angels is in Psalms 103, where we talked about verse 20. It says that they hearken to the voice of God's word. So they not only carry out his commands and not only do his pleasure and his bidding, But they hearken, they listen to the voice of God's word. And they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so that's why it's so important for us as Christians to always speak God's words because angels listen to and obey God's word. And so it's so important to always be saying God's word. I remember Bishop Dale. Bishop Dale has had, I know it's at least two. He had at least two visitations from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he said one time when Jesus appeared to him in his bedroom, he said there were two angels with him standing on the left and right of him. He said his ceiling disappeared because these angels were like eight feet tall. Jesus only stood about five, nine, about my height. (laughs) I like that. Jesus and I are the same height. <laughs> oh, man. And so, but these huge angels stood there. But Bishop Dale said, he said, the Lord Jesus said to him, he said, pick up your Bible. His Bible was right there on the nightstand. He said, pick up your Bible. And he said, put it to your ear. So he picked up his Bible and put it to his ear. And Jesus said, what do you hear? Bishop Dale says, I don't hear anything. Jesus said, that's correct. He said, my word has no voice unless you give it voice. Angels hearken to the voice of God's word. And so that's why it's so imperative 
for us to always speak God's word because that gives the angels a command. Remember, they're covenant enforcing agents. They enforce God's word. They enforce the new covenant that we're under. They bring it to pass. They enforce it. So that's why it's important to learn the covenant, say it out of your mouth, because that activates your angels to carry out the covenant. They carry out the covenant. So you speak in line with God's word because that activates them. They listen to, they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so angels are very much involved in our everyday life. It's an exciting study. I love it. When I heard Bishop Dale's uh, testimonies of how the Lord Jesus appeared to him, man, I wanted to see Jesus too. I wanted to see Jesus too. And I remember thinking, I said, if I'm going to see Jesus, the best place to catch him would be our living room. Because that's where we had Bible study. We had Bible study every Thursday night. I said, if I'm going to see Jesus, I need to camp out in the living room. So, man, I got my pillow and blanket and I camped out in the living room because I wanted to get a peek at Jesus myself. Well, unfortunately, he never showed up. <laughs> I never saw him. I never saw him. I never saw him. But then I began to read some scriptures that says things like this. First Peter says, speaking of Jesus, says, Whom having not seen, yet you love him. Even not seeing him now, yet you believe. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith. You're receiving things by faith. Even the salvation of your soul. And so Peter begins to exalt the fact that we believe and love and rejoice. We begin to receive things by faith because our faith is so good because we haven't seen it. But yet we love him. Yeah, we believe him. Yet we rejoice in him. It's the same thing Jesus told Judas. He said, Judas, you're believing me because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe who have not seen. So, man, I rejoice over not seeing them. (laughs) So it changed my whole perspective. It changed my whole perspective. Praise God. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I'm out of time. Oh, man. Man, doesn't this get you going to think about the ministry of angels that we have on our behalf? Working on our behalf, working for us. Praise God. Don't neglect so great salvation that you have. Psalms 103 took Psalms 103 just to remind us. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the ministry of angels who are with us all the time, protecting us and delivering us, Lord, and assisting us in the ministry and throughout life. We love you and thank you for providing such great care for us, Lord. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen, amen, amen. I'm out of time. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series on Psalms 103, absolutely free of charge. Man, we had fun. We had a good time. You can also share it with a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. 
You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part 9 of the series titled Psalms 103 by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7961. That's 7961. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7961 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.